All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your daily dose of awesome. This is going to be 15 minutes, thereabouts, of education and inspiration and motivation so you can guys can get your day going strong. Today, we're going to be talking about football economics or why you are genetically predisposed to make decisions which are more likely to result in failure. Now, this is interesting. So it's football season, and which is uh, exciting for some of you, maybe less so for others of you. Uh, but here's a situation that inevitably you guys are going to see this season. Now, let's say let's say you're a football fan. Let's play a little uh, a little little mental uh, game here for a minute. Let's let's put ourselves in the position of, of being really invested in a game. Say it's your favorite team. They're playing but they are down, right? Let's say it's 14-21. It's the last quarter. Matter of fact, it's the last minute, the last drive of that quarter, and you, you, your team has pushed their way down the field and scored a touchdown. Hoorah, right? But now you're faced with a decision. Do you, A, kick the field goal, right? That's one point. So it's, let's say you're at 14 now you're at 20, but your opponent is at 21. So do you kick the field goal and force the game into overtime? Or do you go for the two-point conversion? Okay, so there, there's, your, there's your conundrum. Do you go for the win or do you play it safe? Tie up the game, force overtime. Now you guys have you know, more time at your disposal. To, uh, to try and pull out the win. Okay, so check it out. So here's the conundrum, right? You guys are probably going to see this, again, if you're a football fan, if you're not a football fan, uh, I, uh, I, I apologize for, for you know, going so, so deep into, uh, into this subject uh, today, but there is something very valuable that uh, you can learn as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right? There's some really important stuff happening between your ears that we're going to be able to, uh, to learn here. Okay, so Luckily for us, there is a Nobel Prize winning economist, Richard Thaler. You might know Richard as the author of Nudge or Misbehaving. These are two classic books on behavioral economics, uh, which really studies human irrationality in the markets. Okay, it's really fascinating stuff. A lot of it applies, again, quite well to entrepreneurs, particularly to marketers and advertisers. A lot of lessons, a lot of cognitive biases that we can learn from this field of study. Okay, so Richard Thaler looked at 10 years worth of data from the NFL to determine statistically what's the most effective course of action. Again, do you kick and force overtime or do you go for the two-point conversion? Anyone have any guesses for me as to which would be the most effective course of action, the course of action that would lead to the win statistically uh, on average, uh, you know, any, any guesses? Let's check it out. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. So again, 10 years worth of data, 10 years worth of data. Now, uh, of, because again, this situation doesn't crop up all that often, right? This is, um, this is something that's, uh, uh, you know, kind of a unique set of circumstances. It's really, it's a really high pressure decision that's taking place here. Um, but of the 47 times that a team was faced with this decision, 43 of those times the team chose to kick and go into over overtime. Okay, that's actually that's 90% of the time. 
the team chose to kick and to go into overtime. That is the that's the safe option, right? It gives you way more opportunities to win. But the question is, is it the most effective option? And thank you everyone for saying hello. I don't see anyone venturing uh, an, an answer for me, so we'll go ahead and, and proceed. So again, ninety percent of the time, the teams kicked and went into overtime. Now, they, they, those teams only won. 40% of the time. Okay, so if you kick, you force overtime, you uh, statistically, 10 years NFL, only won 40% of the time. Now, the 10% of teams that chose to go for the two-point conversion, they actually won 50% of the time. Okay? Now, that's actually, that's really big. So let's, let's do a little math here, because I don't want that to be kind of lost, right? You might think like, oh, 40 to 50%, yeah, you know, that's a 10% difference, you know, big deal. But it's actually it's actually a, a little bit more than that, a little bit more complicated than it might uh, at first appear uh, if you're not, uh, if you're not like, you know, super mathy, which, you know, I'm certainly not. Uh, but so here's, here's a marketing question, right? What happens if you increase your conversions from 1% to 2%, right? What if, um, you know, impression to sale, right? What if you go from 1% to 2%? Did you just increase your conversions 1%? No, you increased them 100%. You doubled your conversions in that case. Same thing here. Going from 40% to 50% is actually a really big leap because 10% uh, of 40 is four, right? 20% is eight. So to increase conversions from 40% to 50%, to 50% that is a 25% increase in conversion. That's huge. You're a quarter more likely to win the game if you go for the two-point conversion versus kicking and going into overtime. Yet, only 10%, yes, Don uh, Pegasus, or only 10% of teams chose that route because it's risky, right? It's risky. There's actually a name for this uh, cognitive bias where we want to avoid these kinds of really risky, really high-pressure uh, decisions. And it is called sudden death aversion, right? We don't like situations where we're... Uh, where we're, we're placed, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, we're in a really, really uh, heated situation where we have to make a, a quick decision and it's all going to be over, right? The average play in football only lasts a few seconds, okay? From the time you've got the snap, the ball is in the hand, it's either handed off or thrown. Literally, the average play in football is something like five seconds, six seconds, right? It's really, really short. That is not very much time at all. So here we have a situation where you've got to make a, a really monumental decision that it's, it's going to be over in a few seconds. Sudden death aversion. And yes, Don pegged this here. Okay, entrepreneurs take risks. That's where we're going with this. But people naturally are not predisposed to want to take risks. Okay, we're just not. And this, this is hardwired into our psychology because if you go way back into the caveman days, right, if you're up against... The woolly mammoth, if you're up against the saber-toothed tiger or the, uh, the short-faced bear, which has got to be the most terrifying thing one can imagine. Okay, a short-faced bear is pretty much like a grizzly bear on stilts. Okay, I can't think of anything more terrifying than that. Okay, so if you're up against the short-faced bear, uh, it's much better for you to, you know, live to see another day, right? It's, it's much, much, much better to take the less risky approach, okay? So this has been hardwired tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years, perhaps even millions of years. This has been wired into our 
uh, DNA and into our genetics. You know, taking risks, right? It's risky. We don't like uh, doing that, right? People are naturally risk averse. Now, this is something that we have to recognize as entrepreneurs. We have to recognize this and we have to contend with this and we have to move forward. Now, what I think is really interesting about this study is that people in the NFL, right? These are professional football players. These are people that are used to making risky, high pressure decisions, right? That's what they do weekly, right? These are, these are, you know, when, when you're choosing what play, right? This, this is, you know, they the stakes are high. So these are people that are already in the position, already in a very high pressure uh, situation, yet they're still in this instance, overwhelmingly 90% of the time they're choosing the less risky approach. So that shows you how deeply ingrained this is into our psychology. And so that's what we're contending with, right? People also really don't like to lose. People really, really, really don't like to lose. Okay, I'll tell you another story. I'll try to make this one um, quick because I don't want them. Um, actually, I don't, I don't know how long I've been talking. <laughs> they should give you a little time elapse so you can keep a uh, better track. I tend, to, uh, I tend to go on. Anyway, real quick, here's another story. This is actually from Dan Ariely. Dan Ariely, you might know from the book Predictably Irrational, which is a terrific book. He's actually a professor down at Duke, which is about um, maybe 15 miles that way. Uh, anywho, so uh, Ariely does uh, a demonstration when he's going around giving talks, giving guest lectures, whatever. What he does is he holds up in front of his audience a $100 bill. I wish I had a $100 bill here for a fact. He holds up a $100 bill and says, all right, everybody, I'm going to give you the opportunity to win this $100 bill. Now, here are, here are the rules of this game. You are going to bid on this $100 bill for the opportunity to win this $100 bill. Now, guess what? Everyone has an opportunity to bid. Here's the catch, though. If you bid, you have to pay me the amount of your bid. And, of course, only one person can win. So, inevitably, what happens is in the early rounds, you know, you get $5 here, $10 here, $15 here, right? People are bidding. Again, it's going up in $5 increments. Pretty soon, most people are going to drop out, right? And then you're going to get two folks that are probably pretty competitive, all right? You're going to get two folks, and they're going to be in a bidding war. So what happens? Uh, pretty soon, $70, $75, $80, $85, $90, $95. Now we're getting really close to 100 What do you think happens next, okay? Certainly, right, someone's going to bid $100. Now what do you think that next person does, right? Are they going to lose? Are they going to pay $95? Of course they're not going to pay $95 and lose. They're going to bid $105. Then what's that other person going to do? Well, they're going to, they don't, they don't want to lose. They're going to pay $110. Okay. So you see what's happening now? Everyone is losing. We've, we've, we've eclipsed $100. So now best case scenario is you're paying more than $100 to win $100. And then the other guy, of course, is out that much plus $100. So everyone's losing at this point. Any guesses as to the highest number, the highest bid ever paid to win that $100 bill? Any guesses? I'll give you guys a second. Okay. So again, $5 increments, people are bidding, you have to pay, only one person wins. Bidding war typically plays out between about two people. Any guesses as to the highest bid, the highest amount anyone ever paid for, Jan, I like it, thousand, thousand, little high little high. Oh, you guys, I, I like where you guys are going for this. Uh, it was actually $495. $495. Can you imagine that? Paying $495 for the opportunity to win 
$100, right? And then, of course, the other guy presumably paid $490 to lose $490, right? So that's everyone lost in that situation. Everyone lost. But that's the thing. No one wants to be the person who loses the most, okay? We are so... We do not like losing. And again, on the basis of my first story, I told you guys, we don't... We are risk-averse. We don't like risk. We don't like losing. Now, these are things you really, again, you have to contend with this in entrepreneurship. This is something we emphasize over and over again. When you guys first uh, start doing Facebook Lives, when you guys first start running ads, you are going to lose. You are taking a risk, and you are necessarily going to lose, and our brains do not like doing that. This is the reason that we try and accumulate more and more information, and we say, oh, you know, let me just... Let me go through another course or let me let me read some more stuff or, you know, I, I need to learn a little more about this. You know, maybe if I do all these things, maybe then I won't lose. But guess what? You will. I can promise you, you are going and it, but again, you're not really losing. Right. Uh, we talk about this all the time. You are you need to reframe because you're investing, you're investing in your education. And the, literally the only way you can do that. It's kind of like football, right? The only way you can ever win at football, the only way you can ever like invest in your career if you're a football player is to actually play the game. And by playing the game, you are necessarily going to lose. No one wins all the time. Not even Alabama. Roll Tide. Not even Alabama wins all the time, right? Uh, you are going to lose. And that's the only way you learn. That's the only way you get better, right? That's just part of the process. Even though we don't like it, even though it makes us uncomfortable, and we're psychologically wired to just like literally hate that experience. I'll tell you guys real quick one other story. The reason I'm actually talking to you today has a lot to do with my own realization. Uh, it, it um, I can't remember what, what year this was now, but uh, you, I'm sure a lot of you know that uh, quite, a, quite a few, uh, maybe even all or close to all of the faculty here at Elite Marketing Pro have gone through the Landmark Education Program. Definitely something that we recommend going through the forum. A lot of great mindset stuff happens in Landmark. So I did Landmark, this is like back in 2007 or 2008 uh, was when I was first exposed and when I first uh, did the forum. And in one of the exercises, I had a realization that I was I was playing it really safe, right? I was, I was, I was living uh, my life. I was making decisions in a way where I was playing it really safe. And I realized I was not challenging myself because I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to look, look dumb or whatever it is, right? Like there are all these reasons that we have for not wanting to take risks and for not wanting to fail. And most of them have to do with our ego. And I had that realization. I said, wow, I'm not really pushing myself. I'm not really taking risks. I'm not really taking the kind of chances that would actually get me to go uh, where I want to go because I'm afraid of looking dumb or you know, whatever it was, right? So I actually challenged myself, and this is how I want to challenge you guys today. I challenged myself to go out there and fail at some stuff. I said, I am committed now to failure, and I'm pleased to announce I failed at plenty of things uh, since that, uh, that point in time. Not Maybe not as many things as I, I actually would have wanted to fail at, right? Because um, that's the thing about when you move forward and you do things. Uh, you know, we can reframe failure if we like, but we'll just use that word because it's, it's, you know, it's powerful, right? Failure is like, ah. So there are definitely some things I've done that I was not particularly effective at. Could I become more effective at those things? Absolutely. But for the purposes of this story, just say I failed at some stuff, right? Because that was my goal. I said, I want to fail. I, I challenged myself to fail at some things. And that actually pushed me very far out of my comfort zone. And, uh, and really, uh, that was one of the things 
right? Life has lots of twists and turns. So one of the things that led me to be uh, speaking with you guys here today, which I'm very, very appreciative of, I love all of you guys. It is my pleasure to be talking to you today, and it's my pleasure to be the director of content here at Elite Marketing Pro and bring you guys great stuff to read uh, on our blog on a very regular basis. Uh, every week we have one or two or more posts coming out on the blog. I love doing that, okay? would not be here if I hadn't made the commitment and the decision that, hey, you know what, Andrew, you need to fail at some stuff. So that's my challenge for you is to get out there and fail. You've heard it. This is nothing new. I know you've heard fail fast. I know you've heard that before, okay? But that's something that I really want you to internalize and I really want you to maybe even think in your mind like, hey, I need to, like, and, and you know what? You could have had many successes. You guys could have successful campaigns. You guys could be great at doing your daily dose of awesomes and sharing stuff on your page. Get out there and fail at some more stuff, okay? Uh, because it is, it is the number one way that I know of to grow, to challenge yourself, and to, to find yourself in a place that, because um, again, life, life's kind of weird, right? Like, you never know where you might end up, what kind of opportunities you might create through failure. So please, please heed uh, the call and the challenge to get out there and fail and do it often and enjoy the process. And with that, I will leave you today. Thank you so much, everybody. I love each and every one of you. I look forward to our future conversations here in the community or on a future webinar. Uh, Please leave a comment on the blog if you would also like. I love seeing feedback there as well. So with that, I'm out.